peaches, apples, and other forbidden fruit. Written and read by Jam Girl. Chapter Two, Sorority Girl. Where were we? Let's set the stage. Zira was in her first week of college. It was her first day of rush. She'd visited five sorority houses and mindlessly chatted with girl after girl, hoping, hoping they would like her. She was tired. The tiredness had to be the explanation. The explanation for why she had stopped in her tracks, becoming entranced by the girl which she didn't know yet would be important to her. She did know that she was feeling lightheaded and flustered, and she was vaguely aware that her body was behaving very strangely. You okay? Michaela asked, breaking Zira out of her trance, enough for her to turn to Michaela in confusion. Michaela was in Zira's rush group, so they had walked to the Greek village together and were visiting all the houses together. She was also a member of Zira's freshman dorm, so Zira had known her for about a week. That didn't mean much, though, as they had barely spoken outside of the icebreaker games the orientation leaders made them play. Fine. Sorry. I don't know what came over me, Zira responded, once Michaela's words registered with her brain. I and the snacks, right? I've been dying to go over there, but I didn't want to go alone. Go together? We have to look like we are good at making friends, right? Michaela didn't seem to really be giving Zira a choice because she looped her arm through Zira's without waiting for confirmation and trudged forward, pulling Zira along. Zira acquiesced easily because she agreed. She wanted to look like she had friends too, and maybe Michaela could be one of them. She was well-dressed and pretty, wearing a ribbon in her brown high pony. Sira felt lucky to have gotten her attention, even if the circumstances were somewhat embarrassing. But Michaela didn't seem to be teasing her, and instead seemed to be excited to have found a common ground. The snacks Zira had not, in fact, been eyeing, but which provided a safe cover for whatever had come over her. She really didn't know what had come over her. A wave of jealousy? They were walking directly to where the red-haired girl was, and Zira was trying not to look at her. 
She desperately hoped the girl hadn't noticed her gaping at her moments previously. Arriving at the snack cart, the snack selection, along with Michaela's chatting, offered a welcome distraction. Zira didn't want to think about the heat forming in her cheeks or the odd way her breathing changed just with the knowledge of being close to the girl. So she focused herself entirely on the snacks and Michaela. Michaela helped herself to several snacks while Zero took in the assortment. It was mostly little bags of things like what you might get from a vending machine. Chex Mix, Doritos, Cheez-Its, Pop-Tarts. There wasn't much that was particularly appealing to Zira. Certainly not much that was worth the calories. Her mama had always said, if you are going to eat something unhealthy, you should really enjoy it. If you are not going to really enjoy it, you shouldn't eat it. So, Zira had developed a high standard for food in some ways. She had also developed an unhealthy association with the food she ate and her self-worth, which made this particular decision quite vexing. She had to eat something to appease Michaela and show that she really had been eyeing the snacks before. She perhaps also felt a little faint and could admit any food, even this complete garbage, could probably do her some good. She was about to give up and grab a bag of cheeses when her eyes landed on the winner. A Chips Ahoy 100 calorie pack. She snatched it greedily not able to remember when she had last eaten chocolate. She tore the bag and popped one of the hexagonal cookie thins into her mouth, not bothering to chew, instead letting the thing melt on her tongue so she could savor it. That familiar Chips Ahoy flavor, that little bit of chocolate clinging to her taste buds even as she swallowed. That good, huh? Zira's eyes shot open as she realized very quickly that she had, one, involuntarily shut her eyes, and two, been letting out a pleased hum, as if she wasn't mortified enough already. The voice wasn't Michaela's high-pitched chipper one. It was deeper, smoother. Zira found herself locking gazes with the red-headed girl. Her lively curls hung just to her shoulders. She had dazzling hazel eyes, outlined by thick black eyeliner and mascara. This close, Zira saw that her face was also covered in freckles and she had a small silver stud in her nose. Guess I chose the wrong snack, 
she said. She stuck a Dorito dust-covered index finger in her mouth and sucked, eyeing Zira in a way that made her feel slightly like a zoo animal on display. Zira averted her gaze. Sure, her cheeks were pink, hoping her foundation was enough to conceal it. Low blood sugar, I think, she mumbled. Hmm? Zira met the girl's eyes again. They're, um, they're not that good, actually, she clarified, her southern accent coming out thickly. I think it's just all the standing. The girl shrugged, wiping her Dorito hand on her dress carelessly. Zira caught the girl flicking her eyes down her breasts, and she became self-conscious once again. People looked at her breasts a lot. They were hard to miss. You like peaches? The girl asked. Zero looked down with some understanding and relief, remembering that she had a name tag sticker over her heart. The rush group leaders had encouraged the girls to decorate their name tags with things related to their interests or fun facts about themselves to provide conversation starters in the houses. Hers had a peach and what she hoped looked like a book. She hadn't been able to think of anything else to draw, so she had left it at that. I'm from Georgia, Zira heard herself saying. It's the peach state. The girl didn't respond, and Zira was vaguely aware that Michaela was chattering with somebody else, trapping her in this conversation. So... Zira did the thing she often did in awkward situations. She started babbling. It should really be the blueberry state, though, since we produce way more blueberries than peaches. South Carolina should be the peach state. They got us beat by a mile. On the peach front, I mean. You don't have peaches in the peach state? The girl asked, brows somewhat furrowed. No, we do. Just more blueberries is all. Peaches don't even make the top ten crops. She faltered a bit, realizing how boring this probably sounded. The girl shrugged again with mild interest. I think I like blueberries better anyways, though I don't think I've ever had a peach that wasn't out of a can. Sierra's eyes widened at this shocking news. Oh, she said, momentarily forgetting her embarrassment. You gotta try a fresh one. I have a peach tree in my backyard and I could spend all summer eating them. The girl raised her eyebrows and smiled, like she was amused. You'll have to share one with me at some point, then. 
Oh, um, sure, Zira said, flustered, as she felt a nudge from Michaela. Zira looked around and saw that the rush groups were reassembling to visit more houses. Michaela's arm looped back through Zira's, and they turned to journey across the grass once more in order to rejoin their group. Zira looked back at the red-headed girl. She was smiling. Catch you around, Peach. She called from the snack cart, apparently not in a hurry to get to where she was supposed to be. The second day of rush, it rained. The rain meant the rush groups stayed huddled together and Zira didn't see or interact with anyone else. It was miserable, but at least there were fewer houses to visit. The following week, Zira got her first real college assignments and she holed up at her desk in her room to focus on them diligently. She didn't so much as say hi to anyone all week. It rained every afternoon that week. During the second weekend of rush, it rained some more. Another week of classes passed as the sororities deliberated over the potential pledges, and Zira found that, despite it being September, it was cold in the mornings and rainy in the afternoons, and really, outside seemed to be perpetually damp. Would it be like this all the time? Zira wondered if the North Carolina mountains had been the right choice. But then bid day came and she got her bid, the invitation to join a sorority. It wasn't the most popular sorority. It wasn't even her top choice. But she remembered that the girls were nice and they were all different shapes and sizes, and that made her feel comfortable and warm. And they had chosen her. She didn't take any time to think about it and accepted the bid immediately. Bid day was the day she would meet her new sorority sisters and her new pledge class. Everyone would meet on a field near the Greek village where all the sororities would gather to encircle the new recruits who would then run to their new sisters amid applause and chanting and singing. Each girl would be gifted a shirt with her new sorority's letters and then the groups would peel off for midday activities. The opportunity for the new girls to bond with each other and their new sorority group. Part of the excitement of the day was seeing just who else ended up in the same sorority. So on the way to the midday field, everyone was abuzz with the topic. Which sorority are you pledging? Michaela had jumped up and down when she had seen that she and Zira had gotten bids from the same sorority. 
Tira didn't have any idea what she had done to endear herself so much to Michaela, but she thought she should probably hold on to her. They were going to be sisters after all. When they finally made it to their places in the center of the midday circle, Michaela and Zira scanned the surrounding crowd for what were to be their new letters. There! Michaela exclaimed, pointing to the group of girls with the letters FIMU they would be running to shortly. Zira's whole body bubbled up with excitement. It was really happening. She was joining a sorority. Someone actually sounded an air horn, and then they were running. When Zira made it to the group, she was overwhelmed with hugs from girls she hadn't met yet. She nearly fainted from happiness as she accepted a letter shirt and a cute little lion stuffed animal representing her sorority's mascot. What she hadn't been prepared for, what she hadn't remotely expected, what she hadn't even remembered to consider, having been wrapped up in so many other thoughts, was the reality she noticed next. This reality was, she realized, as she looked around at the other new pledges, that the one person she had forgotten to even wonder about was donning matching letters to her own. The red-haired girl from the first day of Rush was wearing very short, worn-looking denim shorts that were frayed at the bottom. Zira couldn't help but to immediately judge the other girl. She herself was wearing nice, well-pressed J. Crew shorts of a sensible length, which were both elegant and sexy. Thank you very much. Her quiet judgment from afar must have warranted punishment from God, because Zira didn't get to remain afar for hardly a moment. Oh, good. It's the Georgia Peach, the girl said in greeting when she caught up with Zira as they were all heading towards the sorority house. Zira tried to feign politeness. She had quickly come to the conclusion that the reason this girl threw her so off balance was that she seemed slutty, plain and simple. And calling her the Georgia Peach did not do anything to win Zira's favor. But this girl was in her pledge class. No reason to start off burning bridges. That's me. Zira said, with a weak smile and fingers twiddling in front of herself. This is so lucky, the girl said. She seemed genuinely excited, and Zira wondered if she had done something to leave a good impression. I wasn't sure if I would find you again, and if I didn't, then I would never get to try one of your peaches. 
The sparkle in the girl's eyes died a little when Zira looked at her in what she thought was mild surprise, but must have come off as something far less polite. I mean, if you ever wanted to bring some from home, you made them sound so good. Zara blinked up at her a few times. The girl was considerably taller. And then, finding her to be sincere and suddenly less intimidating, she smiled warmly while internally chastising herself. Of course. The girl smiled back in what looked like relief, and the two walked the rest of the way to the house together. Sarah felt bad for having judged the girl so quickly. She supposed it was a nasty habit developed from feeling outcast for too many years by other girls. She was far too quick to assume other girls were teasing her. This girl was actually quite nice. She went by Crowley, which was her last name, but she said she hated her first name with a passion. Zira didn't think Antoinette was that bad, but she supposed it didn't seem to fit the girl and to each their own. Midday activities involved crafting and a plethora of homemade baked goods, which definitely were worth the calories, and lots of meeting new people. Crowley and Zira didn't get much more time together, but Zira didn't notice because she was focused on meeting her new sisters and learning as many names as she could. At this point in their relationship, there wasn't really anything about Crowley that made her stand out or stick in Zira's imagination. Other than in those moments awake at night, when one remembers every time they have put their foot in their mouth. Having decided Crowley was nice and not a mean girl, she became just another sister. And may have never been more than that, if it hadn't been for what Zero would later consider a series of fateful events leading to an even more fateful lunch. <laughs>